Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. Here, you will find recordings of our weekly Sunday School class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. Now, this podcast is not intended to replace your Bible study, to replace your weekly church attendance, or to be your sole source of spiritual instruction. Go to church for that. This podcast is for members of my class who happen to miss a week here or there and don't want to fall behind. But before you listen to this episode, you may want to go to teachings.gym314.com and download student or teacher handouts, as well as any PowerPoints, so you can follow along visually and see what we saw in class, as well as take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app. I'd recommend Overcast. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Who is excited to be here today? I am excited to be here today, and I hope you are too. So let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, Today is week 48 of our 48-week series on Romans. Uh, Thank you for enduring. Um, I think it has been very helpful for me and hopefully instructive and beneficial for you. Uh, And we will end with what we started with, the gentle proposal. I hope, I pray, I desire that this has been something that we have begun to bake into how we approach and study the Scripture, uh, and that it is something that we continue as we go forward with our study of the Scripture, that we do not rush to have uh, someone spoon feed, but uh, rather drink deeply from what the Holy Spirit illumines uh, and what the Scripture plainly says. Um, Our... Our broad outline of Romans that we uh, stole shamelessly from the ESV uh, was we introduced righteousness. We spent several weeks there, talked about this righteous wrath of God, this saving righteousness, this righteous freedom, this righteousness as it pertains to the Jews and our place in that space, uh, righteous living, Paul's closing, and today, today, do you see it? There's a green check mark right down here next to righteousness summarized. I am quite excited about that. So uh, let's jump right in. If you've got your handout there, hopefully you've got a copy of Romans in front of you. Uh, You see the verses that are highlighted. We're going to go through and read those just to kind of give us a a brief review of what we have done, where we have been. But before we do, I have a question to ask, and it is, the question is, who did their homework? So you had three aspects of your homework, and here's how I I want to do this. So if you read all of Romans, raise one hand. This last week, if you read all of Romans, raise one hand. All right. If you watched, if you watched the video of Andrew Wilson, raise another hand. Or listened, yes, watch or listened. Yes, that works. If you sent me feedback about either one of those, stand up. Keep your hands up. We're we're full Pentecostal today. (laughs) Like full on, away we go. Awesome. All right. So for those, I'm going to give you guys that are standing up with two hands raised, first dibs. There are three things that you may pick from the prize table for those of you that have your hands raised and are standing. So you may go do that now. Would be helpful. Yes. Survey. 
And you may have some of these resources already. And if you do, guess what? Christmas is like a week away. So now you have something to give to somebody that's pretty decent content. So there's that. This is the library tour portion of today's Sunday school class. All right. So how many of you had uh, one or two hands raised at some point? Yes. You may now go up to the table. However many, however many things of those three that you did, that is how many I invite you to get. So go just push these people out of the way. They're slow at this point. So come on. We've already had a return. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, then. Let's take a look at some of the key verses for each one of these sections in Romans. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, that's great. If you don't, there's still one there at the table. So uh, the other thing is that if you want a copy of the ESV, all of these things that are on the table uh, need to go today. So I don't have space to keep these since we're not using the ESV in 2018. So if you'd like a copy of the ESV... That is a gift to you. If you want to take the little paper copy of the Romans, the, the ESV, you can take that as well today. So today is the uh, Oprah, everybody gets everything day. So <laughs> we're just, yeah, you get a Bible and you get a Bible and you get a Bible. There you go. Awesome. All right. So let's take a look at uh, Paul's introduction. Uh, and, and Darla sent me a fantastic email this week. Thank you, Darla, uh, about outlines and and I wrote something at the beginning. This is Romans, by the way. This is what we went through this year. It's long and it's wonderful. Uh, and I wrote something at the very beginning uh, about outlines and what the theme of Romans was. And, uh, and the conclusion I came to was that the Spirit has much to say in Romans and said it all. And there are a lot of different ideas that are explored. Um, you can look at Romans from and say it's about freedom or justification or faith or the gospel or resolving conflict between Jews and Gentiles or the righteousness of God or all these different things. There's a lot of stuff in here. And these lines, while helpful, they, they help me navigate through the book and at least know where I am generally. But the only thing that's discussed in chapters 5 through 8 is not righteous freedom. There are other topics in there, and these bleed over into other spaces. So, so feel free to use this as a, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a helpful tool. It's not the Bible, right? So, but this is my copy of Romans. So. All right, so let's look at uh, Romans 1, 16 through 17. So Paul comes right out of the gate, introduces who he is. And he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. And if, if we learned anything as we went through Romans, it is that Paul was not ashamed of the gospel. He articulated it clearly. He clarified it. He repeated it over and over because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And hopefully as we went through Romans this year, you saw all the dialogue and the conversations between the Jews and the Greeks and the Jews and the Greeks and the Jews and the Greeks. And what is that relationship and how does that work and how does that fit and where are we? And these are good. For in it... In the gospel is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And Jay, what book of the Old Testament is that quoting from? <laughs> you want to help him, Darla? Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Yes, it is. It's quoting from Habakkuk. So Paul, right out of the gate, starts to wow us with all of his Old Testament quotes. I mean, just over and over and over and just waterboarding us with the Old Testament, showing us that the message of the gospel is not something new to the New Testament. This is a plan that God had in place before he created earth 
to redeem mankind, and it is a beautiful plan. So we move then into this longer section of righteous wrath. I could not bring myself to read more than two verses of it right now. I'm still not over it. Uh, Romans 3, 9 through 10. What then? Are we Jews any better off? And what does he say, Skip? He says, no, 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 no. He asks all these rhetorical questions all the way through, and I'm helpful that he does because sometimes I get lost, and it's nice when the teacher tees one up and just says, I'm going to give you an easy answer here, right? Uh, For we have all... For we already have charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. It is oppressive. It is weighing down. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. Then we move into this saving righteousness. And the two, my two favorite words in Romans are Romans 3.21. But now, because we spent weeks and weeks and weeks under this wrath, under this heaviness, under this judgment, under this condemnation, and then... But now the righteousness of God has been manifested or shown apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God, what faith? Through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Yes, it is. Darla's already getting ready for her final exam here in a few minutes. Then we move into this big righteous freedom section, and this this meanders a little bit. There's There's a lot of stuff going on in here, but... He starts right off in 5.1. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, which is what he just finished talking about. He just talked about this saving righteousness. We're coming out of that saving righteousness. So what do we do with it? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So before he even tells us what to do with it, he wants to tell us what our relationship with the Father is. Only dia the Lord Jesus Christ. There's not another mechanism whereby we can have peace with God. It is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he goes into Romans 8. And if you think about Romans as the, the magnum opus of the New Testament, Romans 8 is the crown jewel, right? It's just spectacular. We get to Romans 8, and he's waterboarded us with condemnation. He's shown us Jesus Christ, and then he declares something that is just spectacular. There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for your tears, Ms. Sherry. And then verse 26 through 30. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For those of you that watched the video from uh, Andrew Wilson, did you, did you have an interesting view on the Spirit's role after watching that video and hearing his words about the childbirth and the pangs in this process? And the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us comes in between and assists us and the Father with groanings too deep for words. And he, he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose, for those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Among And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So we have gone from having peace with God to no condemnation to the Spirit helps to being more than conquerors. It is a beautiful section of Scripture. Through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If you are ever looking for a bulletproof argument, there it is. There, there is no holes in this. This is an airtight scenario. 
And then we move over to Romans 9, 10, and 11, which for me were the fuzziest chapters in Romans before we started. Um, and they're probably still the fuzziest chapters in Romans, but they're, they're, they're a little clearer at this point. Uh, and then Romans 10, 8 through 13. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction. Now he's going to go back and he's going to pull out that this contrast that he was talking about earlier with the Jews and the Gentiles. We're going to hammer this home again. There's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all. Aren't you glad about that? That we don't have a second class God that we serve because we're Gentiles and not Jews. And like, well, you know, y'all are in, but like you have to go sit over there. Now I said that exactly the way I wanted to say that. So if God does not treat us like second-class family members, we have no right to treat any image bearer like a second-class family member. Does this make sense? He has fully grafted us in in a way that I cannot clearly articulate. I can only show you pictures of trees that are grafted in and go, wow, that's amazing. Isn't that fantastic? There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Then we come to this big section of righteous living, which is just almost uh, this uh, machine gun of bullet points of what to go do with this righteousness. So we'll just hit some of these. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. Thank you, Mitch, for a good lesson on this. I think of this often. It is a great encouragement to me. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. And if we skip past Romans 12, 1 and 2, the rest of that big section is all out of our own effort, and it does not work. Right? Because if I try to decide and say, I want to go be a believer on my own, I don't need the power of God working in and through me. No, 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 no. That is, impo- it, is fo- it is hilariously impossible, isn't it? It's just this is not going to happen. So Romans 12, 9, here's some of the stuff that we can do because we are living sacrifices to the Lord. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Romans 13, 8, owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And who is it described in the New Testament as having fulfilled the law? Jesus did, right? He fulfilled the law because he did that. You can read through this section and you can see how Jesus Christ did each one of these things. Romans 14.1, as for the one who is weak in the faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. And I, I pray that as we have gone through Romans this year that we did not... Uh, quarrel over opinions of things, but rather that we looked and stared deeply into the text and, and grew as a result. Romans 15, 8, 9a. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness. So the circumcised the Jews, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, we're going back way far back in the past, and in order that the Gentiles, the ethnos, may glorify God for his mercy. So again, we're bringing these two groups 
together into the family of God. And it is beautiful. And then he starts to close. This is solely for you, Sean. This is for nobody else. But well, it's probably for Chris as well. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. By word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, and by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem, and he's going to map it out all the way around, and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. He left no spot left. He looked at that massive section of the earth, and he says, I've done that. It still to me is one of the boldest statements I think he makes in the entire text. And then in 1524, he gives them this vision of what he wants to go do, and we don't believe that he actually ever got to go do it. So go, go dream things, but leave things in the sovereign hand of God. I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. He goes through and he talks to them about specific individuals that were a blessing and a help to him. Than those that were with him that were helpful to those others that he was going to go visit. And then he finishes with this beautiful doxology. He puts, a, he puts the icing on the theological cake. Romans 16, 25 through 27. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but now has been disclosed. And through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God be glory forevermore. Not amen yet. Say it louder. Through Jesus Christ. If you missed that this whole thing was about Jesus, don't miss it because he, he will... He is going to relentlessly dog us with the exclusivity of Christ from the first chapter to the last phrase. It is beautiful. I love his dogged tenacity about we are going through Jesus Christ. And I wish Doug were here, and if he were, he would say, Amen. Amen. All right, so let's do a little explaining. Are there any literary or structural observations? So what do you observe about Paul's writing style as we went through Romans? I've given you a couple things there. So it was a bit formal, right? There's some formal spots. Yeah. What about his arguments? They were really long arguments. Like, like this whole section, this 9 through 11, was an example. If I'm going to write three chapters of a book, Three chapters for an example? Yes, because it was an important example to make sure that we understand all of these other things. I, I think it's intellectual. It's filled with what? Old Testament. Old Testament. Yes. There's a, I, I didn't even want to make an attempt to try to count how many times he quoted the Old Testament. I'm sure somebody has. Uh, but it's a lot. It's a lot. All right. Are there any repeated words in Romans? Yes, there are. <clears throat> the most repeated word in Romans is the word... The, believe it or not, yeah. Uh, which is not, however, what the book of Romans is about. Oh, there we go. Um, <clears throat> I did a word cloud, and this made the really, really big. So this is my way of joking, so it's okay. Trust me. Uh, so I just want to go through and, and look at some of these real quick. So this will be your prep for the final exam here in just a minute. You ready? Here we go. So he says the word you 166 times. And when I want to get your attention, Josh, I'm going to say you. 
And you puts you on the spot just a little bit here. It's a very gripping, especially if you you are hearing this letter read to you out loud. Does this make sense? All right. Um, you said sir. Don't say sir. <laughs> it's almost overwhelming. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. All right, I'll stand up straight and listen and salute. And I mean, it's yeah, uh, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, so then, what is he talking about? He's talking about God, right? He's not talking about me. He's not talking about I as much as he talks about God. It is a personal letter. He says the word I 120 times. We are in this together 85 times. He talks about the law, the nomos. And what are you going to do with this law? Where does the nomos fit in all of this history? And what are we to do with that now that Jesus Christ has come? He talks about Christ. He talks about dead and death and dying 54 times. There's how to have a bestseller. Mentioned death 54 times in 16 chapters. We need it. That's exactly right. That's exactly, exactly right. You know what's dead? Death is dead. And look at the next word in the list. Sin, right. We're dead to sin. Now, we're not sinless yet, but that day is coming. Because the Lord is going to be faithful through Jesus Christ for us to live in the Spirit so that we can be righteous men and do good in the flesh that we have. Oh, I'm not done yet. (laughs) Because to the Gentiles, things were written of grace, and we can now greet each other and know that there is glory in the hope of an orderly arrangement of brothers against evil so that we can be free from the judgment in the past and have the love of God be set aside and be holy as Israel was and not have the wrath counted to our account because the just, the gospel justifies and delivers mercy for us to do good works in this world because our Father gives us good gifts to have members of each other so that our minds can be set at peace both now and the present and when we are raised in the future. So let me make sure you got your words, okay? The law is the Greek word what? Nomos, that's right. The Lord is the Greek word what? Anybody remember? Kurios. Faith is pistis. <clears throat> the spirit, you, you guys should know this one. Just think Rob Bell. Numa, yes, I know, right? Um, we've got Gentiles, Josh. Ethnos, yep, there we go. Written, just a grapho, to write things down. Uh, grace. This is my silence of the lambs. Remember, caris. Yes, there you go. Um, we've got glory as doxa. So uh, you guys know this from all the Christmas songs. Um, the doxology this is this is uh, blowing up of glory. Brothers, what's the word for brothers? Phil Adelphos. Yeah, Adelphia. Uh, we've got judgment. This was the crema. Uh, we've got love. Now, come on. Love. Agape. There we go. All right. Uh, we've got holy. It's hagios. We've got, what else have we got? We've got counted. All right. My favorite word. Y'all better get this. Starts with an L. Legizomai. That's right. Legizomai. Very good. Legizomai. Uh, gospel, the Evangelion. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see what else. I think that was it. Yep, that's it. Where's Dia? 
Oh, I took out a bunch of the, uh, all the, the A's and the other stuff. So D is in there a bunch though too. Sorry, Darla. Then you, then you will get that one right on the final exam, which I have in my hand. So who would like to take the final exam? All right. Now, there are two rules. There's one, there's, there's one rule about the final exam. No electronic or human assistance. So nobody else can help you. But you can use your notes if you happen to take notes just a second ago. Uh, who else wants to take the final exam? I have a whole bunch of them. So. No, you, can only use, you can only use your notes. Anybody else? Take the final exam? Jay's going to take it. Awesome. Back here, no? You're going to pass? Anybody? I just, I just finished titles. You just finished titles? Yeah. You can try it. There you go. All right, Jules. Any grace? You can try it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops, I stepped on something. Sorry. All right, Miss Darling. What's that? You didn't say anything. Oh, yes. All right. Eighty-four times. Eighty-four times he referred to the Old Testament. Good gracious alive. Well, that's a rebuke. I don't know that I have 84 passages of the Old Testament memorized. No human assistance over here at the Fleming table. I will tell you all this. When somebody asks you, do you know Greek? You can now say, yeah, I know a little. It's all right. It's not, <laughs> just, we took a test on it. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and wrap up. So let's... Uh, if you, if you took your test, I need you to hand your paper to somebody else, and they are going to grade it. <laughs> all right, all right. Adelphos is what? A, brothers, yes. Agape is what? M, love, yes. Uh, Caris is what? H, grace. Number four, Dia is O through. Uh, number five, Doxa is Doxa is E, glory. Number six, Ethnos is D, Gentile. Anybody got 100% so far? Yeah, got a few. Awesome, good, good, good. Number seven, G. Uh, Evangelion is gospel, G. Number eight, grapho is P, written. Number nine, hagios is I, holy. Number ten, crema, this is a tough one, is J, judgment. Number eleven, krios is L, lord. Number twelve, legizomai is B, counted. Number thirteen, nomos is K, law. Number 14, pistis, is C, faith. Number 15, numa, is N, 
spirit. And that means number 16, theos, is F, God. He got a hundred? Nice. <laughs> nice. Mitch got a hundred? Sean got a hundred. Excellent. Josh got a hundred. Oh, and a smiley face. <laughs> All right. If you, if you took the test, you get a prize from the prize table. If you got a hundred, you get another prize from the prize table. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you, there's participation awards for today. So. No cheating. No, absolutely. No, I said you could use your own notes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 I absolutely support her. I absolutely support her. All right, I've got a couple of things that I'm not going to have time to do today, so I want to jump to the things that I really, really need to get to. So let's do a couple applications on Romans and some personalizations. Seriously, we still have stuff left? I'm trying to get rid of this stuff. Come on. What else do I need to do? All right, application point number one, God's wrath is real. God's wrath is real. I hope you picked up on this as we went through Romans. So personalize, what do we do with that? I'm going to say share the gospel. Because if this is a reality, then the, and the only answer is the gospel, this is what we are called to do. Uh, application number two, or, uh, Jesus saves. I love that he doesn't leave us 15 chapters of wrath and then a half a chapter of Jesus. It is not that. It is good. It's a balanced communication. So number two, proclaim Jesus. Proclaim Jesus. Number three, Jesus frees. There's this big, massive sections in the middle of the book about the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ, that the law is not the answer. So, <clears throat> so if Jesus frees, live in freedom. Number four, it might be my favorite, but the Gentiles are in. We are in. This is amazing news. This is not good news. This is spectacular news. So what do we do when we hear spectacular news? We celebrate. Absolutely. Every day is a celebration. And then number five, the Reformation is not over. Nobody has asked me about my t-shirt yet. I've only been waiting about four months to wear this t-shirt today. <clears throat> When you see these dots in your phone, you know that the other person is still writing. There's more coming. The conversation is not over. So if the conversation, the Reformation is not over, there will always be temptations to pull away from what God has made plain in His Word. So number five, keep reforming. Keep reforming. So your homework is to live Romans and be back on January 7th, 2018 at 9.07 a.m. But one more thing. This is where I should be wearing a black turtleneck, right? Y'all did notice that there was another table, right? We thought it was bread over here. Uh, there is some bread in here, yes. Now... 
to Darla Skinner for your faithfulness in our prayer requests. And these were not, yes. These were not cooked by me. These are from Michelle Renault's kitchen. There you go. That's what I'm saying. I, I knew I would get that result. All right. To Jessica Miller, Jessica Norris, Trish McGarvey, and Shannon Miller for their faithfulness in feeding us. Please, dear God, don't let that fall out. Thank you. Thank you. And oh, by the way, we need some new recruits for 2018. So if you are interested in serving in this capacity, or even if you're not, we need your kitchen. Um, please see me after Sunday school and we will get you connected in the right direction. Um, to Dave Barber, I didn't get you bread. You need to check your email in about 30 minutes is when it should be delivered. Okay. For his faithfulness in ensuring our room audio and podcast recording were done with excellence. Should we happen to have this one recorded today? We got them all. Um, to Justin and Carrie, I'm not throwing this one away. <laughs> I know she is. Yes, I'm trying to make up for it. Justin and Carrie get here before everybody else does and make sure that our room is set up and clean, uh, regardless of whatever else happens the day before. So thank you. Uh, Anna Grace. I didn't get you bread either because you're gluten-free, because that'd, be, that'd just be mean. Uh, but you'll also need to check your email in about 30 minutes uh, for making sure that our tables are set up properly and everything is done decently and in order. This next one's not for the people in the room. It's for the people in the podcast. It's to Noel, Ethan, Amanda, Zach, and the dozens of others who are not members of this class, but listen to the podcast and encourage me with their feedback. Uh, what you guys might not know is that there are actually more people who listen to the podcast than actually attend in person, which is kind of crazy. So it's kind of crazy. So thank you guys online for that. To Amy Velosen, could you stand, please? 39. To Jessica Norris, could you stand, please? 37. To Darla Skinner, could you stand, please? 30. And to Sean McGarvey, could you stand, please? 26. At the beginning of 2017, I asked for some of you to give me feedback on a weekly basis, and you did, and I thank you for that. So, Miss Amy, there are four gifts on the table. We have Godiva chocolate. We have a MacArthur Study Bible, New King James, because that's what we'll be using in 2018. Uh, we have a reader's Bible. If you're not familiar with what a reader's Bible is, it's no uh, comments, notes, verse numbers. It's just like if you're reading a book, it's fantastically helpful. Uh, and then the Star Wars trilogy, because there's just awesome opportunity to give those away. Uh, so, Miss Amy, you get first pick of the four things. Uh, then, Miss Jessica, you have second pick. And then, Miss Darla and Sean, you got what's left. So, <clears throat> and you'll be you'll be happy with that. So. Uh, to George Jackson, Doug Skinner, Amy Velosen, Tim Archer, Sean McGarvey, uh, David Barber, Mitch Johnson, Darla Skinner, and Josh Lanters. Thank you. Uh, you are my fellow laborers in teaching Romans this year. 
I appreciate you all very, very much. And to my wife, Julie, who sacrificed somewhere in the neighborhood of about a thousand hours this year uh, so that I could focus and do this and help others prepare each week uh, to teach you this beautiful book. Thank you very much. I'm not giving you any insight into what I've gotten her for this, so <laughs> that ain't your business. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, and if you guys would stand with me for this last one, I think it'd be good. To our Heavenly Father. Who is able to strengthen us according to Paul's gospel. No, according to our gospel. And the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That concludes Sunday School for 2017. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So y'all can, y'all can sit down if you want. We did one book in 2017. We're going to do seven books in 2018 because that's how we roll. Uh, but your weekly update is at your table. I would encourage you to read over that, write any prayer requests down, make sure your name is there. Uh, but thank you so much for all of your encouragement through this. I greatly appreciate it. Pray at the table and then you are dismissed. Thanks, guys.